On this episode of Rogue Creators, we're talking about what, Lauren? Quality versus quantity. What kind of content should you be producing and how much? Absolutely. Let's get into it. Three, two, one, zero. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Welcome back to Rogue Creators, presented by Go RogueX. My name is Brian Fitton. And I'm Lauren Lewis. And this is the podcast dedicated to marketers and creators who are wanting to serve first and stand out from the crowd. Make sure that you subscribe every single week, YouTube, as well as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, to get all of the tools and resources you need to be the go-to name in your industry. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Rogue Creators. My name is Brian Fitton. I'm here with my awesome co-host, Lauren Lewis. Hey. Hey. How you doing today, Lauren? I'm doing okay. Good. Hey, we are back in the studio. We're talking about content today, quality versus quantity, and I'm really excited to kind of get into the subject. Yeah. <laughs> but before we do, Lauren. Yes. We, we like, like to start, start off with something fun. Absolutely. <laughs> what is that, Lauren? Each week, we like to start each episode off with what are you obsessed with this week? <laughs> yes. So what are you obsessed with this week, Brian? I am obsessed with The Click. Boom. Oh, yeah. the email subscription? It is. It is. It's, it's pretty awesome. It is really I'm good. pulling it up because it's just a daily, basically, feed of like what's happening in the industry when it comes to marketing or content. They kind of curate a lot of really, really cool things. And so like today, this one's on like Adidas built a swimming pool billboard and like little interesting things that are happening in the market. And it's kind of a fun, they have like little random jokes in there as well. Like a billboard inside a swimming pool? Uh, no, the billboard is a swimming pool. And so you can swim in it. It's very interesting. That, that sounds weird. <laughs> it is, but it's super cool. Anyway, but they have all kinds of really cool stuff in the feed. And so they have, uh, again, if you're trying to actually find out about industry news, right. or what's trending, something like that, like they go out and find all this really, really cool stuff. And Kelsey at Soapbox actually told me about it and uh, subscribed a while back. And it's just, it's just a fun read just to kind of get your day started and kind of get you in that mindset, especially if you're a marketer or content creator, see what other people are doing, big brands. But then they also have like just fun, you know, cultural stuff in there as well. So, yeah, yeah it's really great. I've checked it out too. And I've really enjoyed the information that I've gotten from it. It's C-L-I-K-K. Yes. What's your obsession? Well, not information like that. <laughs> Mine's more a little bit different. Uh, mine's Mythic Quest. Oh, the yeah, TV show. I have I've not started that yet. Really I really need want to. to. It's yeah. really fun. My husband especially, he loves video games and video game culture. And so this is about a video game company. Um, and so it's really cool. And it's a comedy. And it just got a lot of different layers and elements to it. The crazy assistant is one of my faves. I absolutely love her. Jacob's nodding his head. Yes. Uh, she just makes the show in a lot of ways. Um, and so I've just really enjoyed it. We've only gotten into a couple episodes. I'm very excited to uh, kind of binge both seasons. Nice. Uh, it's on Apple. Apple TV Plus. Apple Plus TV. TV Plus Apples. Whatever it's called. Apple TV. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's actually, I'm, we almost started that the other night. And it was kind of one of those like, we're kind of too late to start something, but we kind of want to start something new. And I was oh. like, man, I just want to save this for an actual time. We can like get yeah, into it. Yeah, so. absolutely. Anyway, that's cool. All right. Uh, make sure you guys send us what you're obsessed with for the week as well, because we're learning a lot about our listeners and it's actually been really cool to uh, receive some DMs and different things that you guys are into. So make sure you keep sending those or tag something that you think we'd be interested in. Yeah, so. absolutely. All right. Let's dive into the topic at hand, which is quantity versus quality. Yes. I am really excited about Brian this. I am super excited about yes, this. Yes, I am. 
So let's talk about the early years. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, let's go way back, way back. Well, so when we're talking about uh, quantity versus quality, it used to be really the only thing that mattered was quantity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how has that changed? Well, uh, let's talk about that for just a second, though, because what we have essentially our company was founded on how many pieces of content we could create and put out because it's based on the Gary Vee model of just right. pushing out as much content as you can just everywhere. And so he obviously has a media team. And this is it's kind of strange, but this has kind of become culture now, especially in businesses where you have you're basically a media company, which he was talking about back in 2016. Right. And so it's kind of built on that. And so all of a sudden you saw just the influx of content in the marketplace and on social media platforms and everywhere. Uh, that is what our company started out doing. Right. 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 And so shifting now into this mindset of quality versus just the amount of content, um, because now the algorithms are changing. Mm -hmm. Everything's kind of um, on all the platforms. And so they want more engagement, less of just like being in front of somebody constantly. There's still benefit to that. And we'll talk about that a little bit, but I think, uh, I think it's a good shift actually. So yeah. Yeah. And I think it gives a chance because I feel like a lot of companies were doing anything and everything to get the content out there. And it was content that didn't matter. Yeah. And so your feed was just clogged with just stuff that you didn't even care about. And so I'm actually enjoying that they have really prioritized in the algorithms, more quality content and really been more about the viewer yeah. than the company. Yeah, absolutely. Which if, you know, one of our taglines serve first, give value. Um, if you're not in that mindset of like, I want to serve the people who are mm -hmm. consuming my content. Uh, if you're just trying to push whatever out there just to get in front of people, um, that's not a good, um, that's not a good strategy. Yeah. So when we're talking about quality, I think it's a very subjective term. Mm -hmm. And so it's really easy to say, yeah, we produce great quality content, but what does that actually mean? Well, uh, <laughs> as, as we've said, uh, you know, in previous episodes, we like to test a lot of content, right. And actually see what it looks like, uh, and what helps to engage our, you as a listener or you as a viewer, right. Mm -hmm. We want to be able to, uh, on social platforms, create awesome content that will then drive you to the long form content, which is this interview, this episode. Uh, and so one thing with creating that quality content, I mean, you have to test and you have to know your, your viewers, your listeners. And that's something we are constantly doing, whether or not you know it, we are constantly trying different pieces of content to see what actually resonates with you, as well as topics. Like, we don't know, is this one going to resonate with you? And so we're testing this out. Like, do you want us to talk about more content um, or is it the content creation side or is it, um, you know, the marketing side? What does that look like? And so uh, I think you just constantly have to be testing. You have to be surveying. You have to be listening uh, to your audience. Wow. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I love though, like on the flip side of that, you can get to where you're focused so much on the highest piece of like quality content that you're actually not putting stuff out there anymore. And we yeah, definitely yeah. run into that where we're experimenting, we're trying to like do it and make it the best that it possibly can be. Meanwhile, our viewers aren't seeing anything. And so really consistency is king over just like randomized content. Yeah. So I have a great quote that I think I really like. Oh yeah. Do you, uh, do you think you like I it? I think I like it. <laughs> I don't know. I actually know I really like it. Okay. Um, my, my bad. So it says from social media today, Quality content is in the eye of the beholder, but at the same time, you can produce the world's greatest masterpiece, but if no one reads it or can find it, the content stinks. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, and that's that's the uh, the perfectionism at its best, too, of trying to create something amazing, right, instead of just getting out there and, you know, it doesn't always have to be 100%. And right. I've, I've had to, I've had to deal with that. You know, I've had to be okay with that. Right. Very much so. 
I'm not allowed to create our content anymore because it basically wouldn't happen because I tweak everything to the max and then it's fine. It's fine. I'm not bitter about it at all. Great. (laughs) So it's really that balance of having that consistency throughout the week, um, being on the correct platforms. We've talked about this a lot of, you know, one of our advice that we give to companies kind of starting out with their social media marketing is choose two platforms that you believe your audience is on and really focus there instead of trying to do it all. And that way you can actually be consistent and you can also provide quality content because if you're trying to do it all, a lot of times you'll burn out within a month. Oh yeah. Maybe even faster. Probably. Yeah. What's what's crazy to me is, and we do consults all the time that are like this. People are super excited, ready to jump in. I've got all the ideas. I'm ready to go. Uh, And so you start to lay out an actual strategy of like, okay, this is when you need to be posting. This is when you'd be creating. And it is so easy two weeks in, a month in to just be done. Like it is so hard to do this. And so, I mean, that's why companies like us exist to help you stay consistent. But it just happens time and time again. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, literally we've, we've had so many consoles mm-hmm. with people that, that are so excited, which we want you to be even on the podcasting side. We say, yes, jump in, do a podcast. Absolutely. But have 52 episodes. What are 52 topics you can talk about? Right. Because you want that year that every single week and people have about 10 to 15 in them. And then at that time, I mean, it's a real thing we talk about. It's called pod fade. Like that's an industry term because people get excited, they go for it and then they're done. Right. It's my favorite thing here. Like it's a real term. It is real. <laughs> people think I'm making Nobody up knows. stuff. Nobody actually believes me. <laughs> All you yahoos in here, I feel like I have to clarify. I have to cite my sources here. This is a real thing. Around you enough when you've stated that like a million (laughs) times where it's like pod, it's a real industry term. (laughs) So guys, pod fade. It is, but it it also goes in line with content as well, right? If you don't have a plan in place, it is definitely hard to just, and especially if you're trying to be like, I'm posting on five platforms and video here and I'm formatting for this and I'm doing all these things and I'm, it's just, it's just one of those things that it's, it's not realistic, especially if you're one, one person crew, you're not going to be able to consistently be posting, responding to comments and testing things as well, because you have to test um, everything that you do. Right. And I mean, when you're really looking at, I mean, on average, you can look at for a week for a company, you could possibly be looking at a 30 piece content plan that's actually going out to different channels. And that's for one person, the content creation of that alone is a huge feat, but then actually getting it out there is another. And so it's really difficult to be consistent. So start small and with that balance in mind. And so a lot of times we can, we could just leave it there, but really trying to figure out how to have that balance is really understanding the importance of analytics. And I think we talked a little bit in our last June in the know about, was it, was it June or May? where we talked about making analytics sexy again. I think you talked about <laughs> I did. That. But it okay. was for YouTube <laughs> particularly. <laughs> Talking, oh my gosh, I get coffee. Anyway, I'm sorry. So what's hilarious is we have that clip that Abigail pulled from that episode. Oh, I know. You guys definitely have to go back and find it. I think Lauren says sexy like five times in like 10 seconds. Well, it's you need hilarious. to pay attention to analytics. <laughs> exactly. Do you need, I mean, analytics can be sexy. Exactly. Um, but that, but that helps you balance out the relationship though, too, with your, with your viewers. Like if, if they're not engaging with it, you need to switch it up, but also it might take a little while too. Mm -hmm. That's something that we've learned is like, we're going to keep putting out that consistent content. All of a sudden something triggers, somebody starts responding and then you start to get actually that traction. Um, so don't just put something out and be like, ah, it didn't work. And then completely change it up. 
test things out for, you know, a month or so right. before you start changing it up. So there's like three factors that I look for when we're testing out content. Um, the first one is understanding the platform. The platform, like we've talked about in previous episodes, they're going to be pushing particular features. And so if you're not using those features, that might be the first problem. Uh, for instance, with Instagram, if you're just using a photo, well, they're really pushing video right now. So use a video. Understanding where your audience is on that platform is really important. How that that platform works. YouTube is a whole nother animal compared to a lot of different social media sites. And so understanding what they're looking for and what they expect to be found is going to be the first place that you start. And that's, again, choose two platforms because it gets really overwhelming because they make updates all the time. And so you have to be in the know on those. The second one is understanding the analytics. And it's really easy to, to like, you can pay to get all these like cool analytics reports and then they just sit there and you don't even look at them. They have like pages upon pages and you don't even know what they mean. And so understanding what am I looking for and particularly the times that your audience is active. If you're like, well, I think 930 is a great time and your audience is really on there at 6 p.m. at night. So you're missing them all the time. So you can make this beautiful piece of content, but if you don't understand the platform and you don't schedule it at the right time, you're already off to a bad start. Yeah, yeah. The last thing, and when we're talking about quality, is starting a conversation with your audience. So it's really what we're looking for is that engagement piece. So really figuring out how can this piece start people asking questions or saying, how can I do this or how can I be involved? How can you really get your audience engaged in the conversation? And if you can do that, along with hitting your audience where they are and understanding the platform, you're going to see your content analytics go through the roof. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, A guy I really respect, uh, Chris Doe, and he's a designer. And uh, also he changed up his his Instagram feed, the content he was Mm -hmm. doing, completely focused on the viewer and the person rather than himself or behind the scenes or photos of himself, whatever it is. Um, It was very much like, hey, five tips to know how to design typeface or, right. you know, going through all like, what are, what are the best branding colors? And he does it all in carousels and com- has completely shifted. And he talks about too, there's kind of a study that he did on seeing his growth on his Instagram account, just, just skyrocket because he turned his attention to his actual followers mm-hmm. and helping them and bringing them value rather than like, Hey, look at this cool shot of me hanging out in the office. You right, know, it's like, he right. still kind of throws in some of that stuff, but the main piece of it is a lot of carousels that bring a ton of value which is the point. You yeah. as a viewer, right? You, yeah. If I'm scrolling through Instagram, I want to learn things. I want to find out things. I'm going to see cool cool photos or cool um, you know, carousels that I can actually help me and benefit me. Um, and so you put yourself in that mindset rather than just snapping a photo and being like, well, I posted something today. It's out there. You know, and then being really discouraged when it's not engaging, you know, like uh, be able to actually think about it, be intentional about it. So, right. So kind of taking all of this kind of in a nutshell, I would say one of the first steps that you need to do is get educated on content creation, what trends are actually moving right now. The worst thing that you can do is start doing these trends that were three years ago and Mm. look really outdated before. Unless you're on LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn is another thing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, really educate yourself on the platform and content creation. It will really, really help. And then the second, <laughs> no, I'm just, I cannot stress it enough. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think we think of things that are super cool and we're like, I want to do that. Yeah. And it doesn't help. No. <laughs> so I just, I'm bad about that. We just waste a lot of time. Yeah. And so seriously, education first. And then the second piece is setting realistic goals. We, consult with a lot of different companies. And it's really intriguing because they want to go viral. They want to have a million followers. And honestly, a lot of times for their brands, like that's never going to happen. Their audience isn't that big. They might hit a million views putting out the wrong kind of content. 
You right. might go viral for the wrong reasons <laughs> if you want that. Um, and that's not good. So yeah, you might even have a million people in your industry. Right. And so don't expect that. The, the goal is making super fans of your brand. And those are the ones that are going to start those conversations. Those are going to push your content along. And depending on the goals of your company, that's what's going to push brand awareness or that's what's going to increase your sales. Absolutely. It's building that relationship. Yeah. So I completely agree. And I'm going to say this, don't focus on your competition, focus on your consumer. And that kind of wraps it up. Honestly, that that is one of those things that I think so many times we look at what other people are doing. We then judge ourselves in the sense of like, oh, I'm not I'm not doing enough or I'm not making my content like that. And we focus so much on what the industry and the people and our competition are doing instead of being like, what is actually going to resonate with with my audience? And so I think if anything, try to uh, focus on what they want, what they're consuming, be where they are and pay attention to what they're paying attention to. So that was great. Hey, thanks. That was good. That was a good episode. I really enjoyed this. This is um, great content too. Great. This was great content. It's quality content. I'll make sure to comment it's on it. a lot of content. <laughs> Comments are content, Lauren, they especially are. on LinkedIn. They yeah. Are. I got a whole rant for that. You guys, that's the best. That's, that's another for, episode. That's another episode. We'll get into that later on. But uh, we, we want to see what you're creating out there as well. We have a Facebook group uh, that we highlight individuals who are creating cool things, podcasters, as well as YouTubers, video creators, all that. And so if you guys want to jump over to our Facebook group, uh, you can go there, roadcreators.club to see uh, where you can get into our Facebook group. And then also there's more awesome content over there as well. Subscribe yeah. to our email list. We're putting out some cool stuff as well. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, until next time, we'll see you then. Thanks, guys. Jacob, are you ready for rapid fire? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> you didn't ask Lauren. Lauren, are oh, you ready for Lauren, rapid fire? I'm so sorry. I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this thing. All right. Question number one. What is the current theme song to your life? Oh, gosh. Whoa. I guess X Files. What? Why? What have you done? I don't know. The truth is out there. I want to believe. I thought your theme song was the uh, Goofy Movie song. Oh snap! Powerline. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. You were singing it the other day. Oh, it's so good, man. Give me more. Give me more. All the nostalgia. It set my world in motion. So good, man. I love that movie. <laughs> Lauren, what's the theme song of your I life? I have no idea. Dude, on, on an old episode of Family Guy, he has that where he starts walking oh and it's like a theme song plays. It's so great. He's like riding on the bus and it's like this. He's like, I love having my own theme song. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, I feel now that the X-Files theme is appropriate to mine. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you, your theme song should be Firework by Katy Perry. <laughs> That is the most, that is the opposite. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a firework. It's because we just had the 4th of July. Oh, uh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Do you have an answer? You know what? We're going to go with firework. <laughs> Question number two. <laughs> what did you think you were going to be when you grew up? Astronaut. All the way. Like you really thought I you were really did. There was a long time in a basketball player, then I realized I was five foot nothing white guy. 
Uh, what does your height have to do with being oh, an astronaut? Oh, wait, no, I can't. He's oh, a basketball player. <laughs> oh. I'm too tall to be an astronaut. See, they yeah. won't let me go to space. Yeah, so you have to be in a certain height I, range. I was right there. Astronaut. I was on the fringe. I was about to make it. You know what? I believed you for a half second. <laughs> oh, but no, really, I am. I think you can't be like over 6'3". You can't. Yeah, like, is there certain pilots you almost have to be shorter if to be a pilot? If only they had bigger windows. Dude, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> You're looking at Amazon. Bigger windows, man. <laughs> Prime. Prime Warren, windows. What did you want to be when you were growing up? Oh, I was that kid that wanted to be a vet. Oh, yeah. Man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> to just lie on this podcast. <laughs> you wanted to be a teacher, and you became a teacher, Lauren. I never wanted to be a teacher. Oh, well. Then I became then one. Became <laughs> one. <laughs> All right, this is, this is, we got to end this thing. All right, we're out. Listen, uh, Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed.